was just so encouraged, Davey, just as you shared. I was like, oh my hat, did you like, did you, you I didn't, don't think I shared with you what I was going to share this morning, eh? You heard the Holy Spirit. And so I'm actually going to start with that scripture again of Dave's, and then I'm going to, I just want to read it again before I go into my preach. Maybe we can just put it up, Caleb, if you're sharp enough, quick enough. I know you are sharp, (laughs) if you're quick enough, but it's at Ephesians 5.15 to 17. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for your word that is leading us. Your spirit is leading us, and we don't want to step ahead of you. We want to keep in step with you. We want to look carefully, Lord Jesus, at how we walk. We want to be wise and not unwise. We want to make the best use of our time, Lord Jesus. We don't, we don't want to be foolish because the days are evil. Isn't that amazing? Make the best use of our time. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every opportunity. Do you make the most of every opportunity or do you let them go by and go, man, how many times have we, I mean, I've said it countless times, man, that was a missed opportunity. I feel the Lord is wanting us as a people to know how to walk this year. And so what I actually felt and what I prepared to share was this thing about being doers of the word and not just hearers. And, um, and so when Dave read this, I was like, oh my goodness, how about that? <laughs> just another scripture, just to link into with what I, I want to share. And I want to take the, the, the main portion of the reading this morning, or what I felt the Lord was out of Matthew chapter 7, uh, from verses 21. And it's a, it's a portion of text that comes at the end of uh, a, a preach of Jesus. Who knows what happens in Matthew 5, 6, and 7? It's the Beatitude Sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. It's a beautiful preach that Jesus does, and he's blessed of the poor, blessed of those, and you know, just this whole thing. And he, and he, and I, I mean, he shares, and he, and he almost raises the bar in that moment to, to the people. It says, here, here he comes, and he closes off this preach with this mic drop moment. <laughs> and uh, why don't we just read it together? And it's quite power. Like initially, you could read it and you go, what the heck? And he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Quite like hectic stuff there. It's like, he's just given this incredible sermon, and now he's telling them that, you know, many of you sitting here are not actually going to inherit the kingdom of God. I'm not going to even really know you. And he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, and the streams rose. The winds blew a beat against the house, and it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose. The winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great 
crash. Is that it? Then let's have a look at James chapter 1. And now James was the brother of Jesus. I believe that this book of James is written by the brother of Jesus, actually. His biological brother. Well, actually, it wasn't his biological brother. It could have been his half-brother. Kind of thing, yeah. His half-brother. And here he says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Full stop. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at it himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently, intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it. Now the word for that is abides, continues, remains in it. Not forgetting what they have heard by doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Because there's so much in there that I just wanted to um, share and look at. Because my heart for us as a people this year is that we would not just be those that come and sing great songs on a Sunday and have incredible worship. Because we do have an incredible time of worship and singing and lifting up our voices but we wouldn't just be people that sing songs on a Sunday, come and listen to preachers, let our ears be tickled, and go home and are not transformed and changed. Because then we would be, as Scripture says, and I'll give a list of things that hearers are. They're self-deceived. If you are just a hearer and not a doer, you are self-deceived. In other words, you deceive yourself. You deceived. You are foolish. You are forgetful. You do not endure. You do not succeed. You do not prosper. You're a liar and you're disobedient. How's that? That's all out of those two scriptures. Okay. <laughs> you're like, what? If I, just, if I do not apply the word of God to my life and I walk out here and I forget what was preached and I just, I'm, I'm that. I'm a liar. And who's the liar? The father of lies is Satan. I'm disobedient. I won't succeed. I won't prosper. Like, What? You got that out of those two scriptures. Yes, I did. <laughs> you read it carefully, you can see what scripture is saying. What is a doer? What is someone who applies the word to his life? He is one that perseveres. He is one that stands the test. He is blessed. He has the favor of the Lord. He will inherit the kingdom of God. He is known as someone who is wise, whose foundations are solid, who is a disciple and loves the Lord. What camp do you fall into? <laughs> my heart, my prayer this year is that some of us who are stuck in the one camp of hearers would transition into the camp of doers and become those that are doers of the word because I believe we will not achieve what the Lord has for us if we are stuck in the camp of hearers. We deceived and deception is a funny thing. I had a conversation once with someone who said, that's the funny thing about deception is you don't know you're deceived. Yeah, you're right. You don't know you're deceived. That's why it's called deception. And so if we don't take the Lord's word and apply it to our lives and take it in, you're going to hear a lot of great preachers over this year and over the time to come. And if all they ever are, if, if they're just only ever great preachers to you, 
and you never apply them to your life. Where's, what, what's, what's that about? Foolish, forgetful. I love the fact that James uses the story of the mirror. I've got two daughters who spend hours, and a wife, <laughs> she's laughing, who spend hours in front of that mirror. No, she's not going, what? I'm just getting the lip here. Go, Dad, what are you doing? Um, am I the only man here with the wife that... I think some of us have got sons that stare in the mirror the whole time too. <laughs> hey, Kian. That dude, <laughs> Just a hair. Why do we look into a mirror? Why do we look into a mirror? Because we can't see ourselves. But why else do we look into a mirror? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. To see ourselves. But it's so that we can make sure that our hair's straight, that the makeup's not blotched. That the, I mean, I walked down this morning to church and I looked, oh, it's not a bad looking chap. <laughs> Don't we do that? Come on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's not just me. Hey, come on. Come on. Who's got the best trim beard here? I think it's, <laughs> is, it, is it Colin? Who's, who's got the best trim? Uh, Graham, you've got a, good, a well trim beard there, but I'm sure kind of thing. But we look in the mirror to, to make right our imperfections, to sort out, like straighten it, like get the tie, get our... And then the Scripture seems to indicate that if we're one that, that does that and walks away and forgets, we're actually, we're foolish. We're unwise. We won't persevere. We won't because we've forgotten what we look like. We've forgotten what the Lord has done in our lives. We've forgotten of His mercy and His grace and His goodness and so we will not endure. The, tr- the trials will come. The trials will come. And we will be rocked. The house will not stand. I mean, there's so many analogies in here. I mean, we know the story. The wise man built his house upon the rock. We know that. Like, how many of you remember that song from Sunday school? I maybe the older generation. Or is it just me? Kind of thing. But there we go. Thank you. I've got a younger generation who remembers that song. But we, we, we sing that song and we forget that actually the truth that is, if we build a house on Jesus, if we look at him intently and we actually, it's not just his word comes, becomes implanted in our lives, but actually that we, we put it into action. We apply his word. We will stand the test. We will persevere. Not just taking knowledge, not just taking information. You know, even the world recognizes that, that knowledge without application is just knowledge. Even the great Bruce Lee once said, knowledge without application is useless. And that's so true. What we know and what we've been taught, if we don't apply it, if we don't put it into practice, it's useless. All it is is knowledge. And I believe that the Lord wants us to take things. And, and as, we, as, we, as we grow, as we go forward this year, that we would be those who are righteous. Romans 2, verse 13. Let's, says, let's see that, Caleb, quickly. It says, Romans 2, it says, For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. I want to be declared righteous before the Lord. And so it's no good that I just listen and come in on Sunday and go, oh, lovely, preach, Chad. But then I go, man, okay, so what does that mean? And I, I don't necessarily have the answers for you this morning. I'm trusting that it's something that we would work out together as we see the year unfold. What does it mean? How do I make the adjustments? How do I I lay my life down 
for my spouse? How do I die, 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 die? <laughs> let it die, let it die, let it die. Got that song stuck in my, 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 nie- my niece was singing it. She was catching a yellow tail. My brother gives me this clip. She's got this nice yellow tail on the end of the hook. Uh, the fir- first yellow tail, she's called. And then my brother's taking the hook and, he's, and she's singing in the background. Let it die, let it die, let it die. We've got to die. What? She's what? Ten. Listen, her little sister called her Benita. Bigger than the yellow tail. <laughs> Fishing kids. We, you know, I alluded to something like about being a doer. And that's, I want to be blessed. And like, and I want to persevere. I want to, I want to be one that stands the test. And there was something that struck out me in Joshua. And let's go there, Joshua 1 verse 8. It says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So, that's for me a benefit of actually being a doer of the word, being prosperous and one who succeeds. Now, newsflash, it's not talking about financial prosperity here. Okay, let me just clear the air. It actually is talking about having the Lord walk with you. How many of you realize that when you, have the Lord, when you walk with the Lord and when you obey His word and you walk it out, He walks with you and you prosper. You will be blessed. It's got nothing to do with finances. And some people take that scripture radically out of context and say, see, if I do what the Lord says, I will prosper and be rich. Yes, you will be rich, but you'll be spiritually rich. You will have a wealth that no amount of rand and cents could ever equate to. You will have the Lord on your side. You will walk with Him, and you will endure, and you will stand fast so that when the trials and tribulations come, He's right there by you, and He's got His arm around you saying, my boy, I'm with you. My girl, I'm with you. We can do this. Don't take your eyes off Jesus in this season. Don't. Keep your eyes fixed on Him because He loves you, and He wants you to abide by, in Him. Walk, walk, walk with Him. And it's not only just walking with him, but it's taking this gospel message that we've received. And I believe, yeah, we, we're actually alive. We're disobedient. We don't take this message of truth out there and tell the lost about it. We've got to tell the people out there that Jesus loves them, that he died for them, and that without him, they go to hell. How dare we not share that message? Come back with a fire in my bones. I'm scared. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Somebody give me a hanky. <laughs> Come on. If we say that we love him, we will keep his commandments. John 1 John 2, 3 says this. Whoever says, I know him, but does, you guys might think, does not keep his commandments is a liar. I saw some eyebrows raised when I said, if we're not a doer, we're a liar. If I do not keep his commandments, what does it mean to keep his commandments? It actually also means to walk out. It doesn't mean just keep them for myself and listen. It actually means to walk out his commandments. I'm a liar. I'm a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps the word of him truly and the love, whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him might ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. I want to walk in the way that Jesus walked. 
My heart as a pastor, as a father, as a, as a dad, is that each and every one of us would walk out our faith and see his kingdom come. And so please, don't just sit here and let your ears be tickled and not be changed. It's up to you to respond. It's up to you to take the word and go, okay, so this is what Nada said last week or Dan said, like, or whatever. And like, so how am I taking that and applying it to my life and being a better man, a better woman, a better husband, a better father, a better mother, a better wife, a better son, a better daughter, a better employer and a better employee, a better saint, a better leader, a better elder, a better deacon, a better community leader, a better worship leader, a better kids' church worker, a better youth leader. How do I get better? How do I improve? And I'm telling you now, it's not, you need to know that we are saved to do this. We have been saved. We have been called and set apart to do this. We don't do this in order that we get salvation. I just want to clear the air there. Because sometimes guys get stuck there and go, oh, it's not about works. Yes, I know it's not about good works. Good works don't get us into heaven. It's the grace and it's the message of salvation. It's the, the cross that gets, it, gets us into heaven. But we are saved for good works. Hey, come on. Loving one another. Laying our lives down for one another. Opening our homes. Taking guys in. Making meals for one another. Taking the lonely and the broken into family. There are many of us sitting around here that are incredibly lonely this morning. Maybe even this holiday, I feel like some of you have almost felt like, yes, what was that about? I thought we were family. No, I'm serious. I, I, like some of us are just incredibly lonely. And the Lord wants to add the lonely into family. He wants to take us and knit us and graft us in. And don't get stuck there in that place of woe is me. Step out. Step in faith. Be obedient. Jesus, we need you. Would you deal with our imperfections? I mean, he is concerned with our imperfections, and we, we, when we surrender to him, when we come to him, when we, lay our, we, we lay who we are at the foot of the cross, and we come to him and we, and we ask him, he is a God that does, does things in our lives. Do you believe it? But, uh, but uh, and that sounds like maybe, it's, but it takes two to tango. You heard that saying? God's not just going to do it alone. He wants your effort. He wants you to surrender to Him. He wants you to obey. He'll do it. If you're wondering why God hasn't done anything in your life, or why, why hasn't God done this? Well, maybe you need to ask the question, why haven't I responded like God has asked me to respond? Why is my marriage still a mess? Why am I still struggling with this area of sin? Why, why, why? Maybe the Lord, I don't believe that the Lord is ignoring you in any way. Possibly you're just not doing what he's told you to do. And so this morning I came in as well with a sense of going, I don't want to run ahead of the Lord. It feels like the Lord is leading us, and he's leading us in a direction. And so, and we want to be led by his Holy Spirit. And I believe that part of this is that we keep in step with him. And we don't just sit and listen to great preachers and go home and go and, until next Sunday. We live from Sunday to Sunday kind of thing. Just, I was there, tick the box kind of thing. The point of us getting together, the point of this 
is that we would, we would love one another, but we would adjust and change, and we would see what the Lord wants to do, and we would call on the Lord together. I, I love it when we come together. I must be honest, I, like, you know, we, we have our own personal prayer times and our own personal worship times, but I love worshiping and praying with the saints, more so than when I'm alone. I love it when we get together because we are better together. We are better together and we're going to grow. I mean, I've watched how when guys have come and sat in community and there's, you know, if you're not in community, you're missing out. If you're not a regular attendee, not a faithful regular member, you're missing out. Even those amongst us are not here this morning for whatever reason, go and share this message with them. Don't just, hey, how you, we missed you. Go and say, hey man, I just want to share what with what with Chad shared, like, how does it apply to you? Like, think about it. Meditate on it. Let the Word become deeply enriched in your heart. Don't let knowledge steal what the Lord wants to do. Knowledge is there. There's plenty of knowledge. They reckon that knowledge is increasing every, it's doubling every 12, 10 to 12 months. Every 10 to 12 months, knowledge doubles. And it's, there's so much information out there, but we need to take the law of the Lord Plight our hearts and change. Align to transform us and change us and be doers of the word. Let's close our eyes.